Efforts by populists to control the narrative by targeting critical journalists is a trend that we have observed in many countries. But the government of Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte has doubled down on its attacks on independent media by trying to prevent journalist Maria Reza, this year's Nobel Peace Prize co-laureate, from attending the Nobel ceremony in Norway on December 10th. Reza is a member of IPI's executive board and the founder and CEO of news website Rappler, which has been repeatedly targeted by the Philippines authorities for its critical reporting on Duterte's government. Reza faces several court cases for which she risks dozens of years in prison. Last year, she was convicted on politically motivated cyber libel charges and requires approval to travel. On top of that, Reza and Rappler are constantly targeted with online harassment and public smear campaigns. So why are Philippine officials trying to stop Maria from receiving her Nobel Prize in Oslo? And what can we do about it? These are some of the questions that we'll try to answer in this episode with the help of IPI's Executive Director Barbara Triomfe. My name is Javier Luque, I'm the Head of Digital Communications at IPI, and this is Today Short. Hello Barbara, and welcome to Today Short. Hi Javier, and thank you for having me today. So let's start with the questions in the introduction. Why is the government trying to stop Maria Reza from attending the Nobel Prize ceremony? Well, the official argument that um, was brought by the Philippines government is that Maria Reza constitutes a flight risk, meaning that if she's allowed to leave the country, she may not come back. This is clearly nonsense because Maria has already shown great respect for the judicial process. And despite the injustice of the charges leveled against her, she has repeatedly returned to the Philippines from travels abroad. Um, you know, as, as Maria herself told us just last week, since 2019, she has been granted permission to travel 36 times. And each time she has come back to the Philippines, even when facing new charges. So she has always underscored that, that for her, exile is not an option. So there is no legitimate reason to prevent her from accepting this award, which the Philippines government itself has said is given to individuals who have conferred the greatest benefit of, on mankind. So the Philippines government has acknowledged the importance of this award. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me stop you there just for a second. So what could the actual reason be? Well, uh, you know, we don't really know. First of all, let me premise that we still hope that Maria will be able to be in Oslo on the 10th of December. And that decision, that decision that the, the Philippines government has announced so far will be reversed so that she will be allowed to travel. But still, we see this uh, um, as part of the legal and judicial harassment that Maria has been facing for years. So the travel ban against Maria is based on the June 2020 conviction uh, against her on cyber libel charges, which has left her facing up to six years in prison. But additionally to that, Maria is also fa currently facing seven other open proceedings, which range from libel cases to alleged violations of the tax or foreign ownership law. So clearly, all these cases are part of an attempt to silence her and to silence her newspaper, uh, sorry, her news outlet, Rappler, 
in retaliation for the critical coverage uh, of the current government. Mm -hmm. And talking precisely about this critical coverage of the current government, what's the impact of Maria Reza and rappers' work in the Philippines? Yeah, so the, the, the Philippines has long been a very dangerous country for journalists to work. And journalists uh, have come under attack not only from the government side, but also from the organized crime in the country. When uh, President Duterte came to power, he immediately declared a war on the media and on journalists. And over the years, he and his government have regularly attacked any independent news media and journalists who dare to criticize him or to expose his government's extrajudicial killings of drug suspects. So Maria, from the beginning on, has always embraced the challenges and the risks of the job. And uh, when she launched Rappler in 2012, she knew that it would be very difficult for the newspaper to to survive. And she knew that she needed all the support that she could get in order to be able to um, exist as an independent news outlet in the Philippines. So her journalistic strategy aims at creating what she calls communities of support, basically through quality, public interest, and transparent journalism Rappler builds relationships of trust with the readers and the readers themselves become the news outlet's greater, greatest supporters. So, um, for example, Rappler has distinguished itself in the Philippines by embracing crowdsourcing or citizen journalism and the use of social media as journalistic tools in a way that is completely new for the Philippines media environment. So today it is very successful, not only in the country, but also abroad. And finally, to wrap up, what can we do? I mean, both as IPI, but also the international community at large to support them. Sure. So first of all, I think it's very important to remember that the harassment that uh, Maria Ressa and Rappler have been facing is shocking, but unfortunately is not unique. Um, for example, Dmitry Muratov from Novaya Gazeta in Russia, who has been awarded this year's Nobel Peace Prize together with Maria Ressa, he too has been facing incredible risks simply for covering the news in the country. Um, six of his journalists and one lawyer at Novaya Gazeta have been killed just for doing their jobs in the past years. And this is really just the tip of the iceberg of the type of attacks that Novaya Gazeta and Dmitry Muratov have been facing. So, and unfortunately, there are many other incredibly brave editors and journalists around the world who work under this level of pressure and face these type these types of risk. So, so what can we do? First of all, I think it's important that we do not forget the value of independent and critical journalism in our society and the price that some have to pay for it. But also, we also need to keep in mind that the future of independent journalism in any country depends really on the moral, but also on the financial support that we as readers and as reader listeners can offer to journalism. So I, I do believe that each of us really can contribute to supporting independent journalism. Thank you very much, Barbara, for your time and also for your work. Thank you, Javier. 
That's it for today. Please subscribe to our channel and activate the notifications because we are regularly publishing new episodes of our two other podcasts, Freedom Dialogues Turkey and The Press Freedom Files, where we take a much more in-depth look into issues affecting the free flow of news. Thank you for your time and see you in the next episode of Today in Short.